Today's video is brought to you by Candid. Hey brother! Guys, last week over on Twitter, our younger brother Tyler posed a question about which characters from Harry Potter could wield the mighty hammer of Mjolnir. And naturally, we took to the case with gusto and assembled a list of over 25 different candidates from the wizarding world and then polled you guys about which ones you thought would be able to hold the hammer. Each character got their own poll over on our brand new Instagram page, which like, hey, look at that, nine years on YouTube and we finally have an official Carlin Brothers Instagram page. <laughs> we know what we're doing, but seriously, if you want to go give it a follow, that would be awesome. It's just at Carlin Brothers over on Instagram. It's a great way to, you know, keep up to date with everything that's happening behind the scenes photos and stuff like that. Like, look, here's me and Ben as kids. But anyway, today we find out which wizards are truly worthy to wield Mjolnir. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Candid. They're specialists for everything, right? Like your car breaks down and you take it to a mechanic or that one guy your mother-in-law knows. Trust me, he's actually pretty good. Did my kitchen, give me a discount. Or if your pipe bursts, to call a plumber or probably that same guy your mother-in-law knows. He's a bit of a jack of all trades and weirdly enough, his name is Jack. But if you have crooked or uneven teeth, you go to an orthodontist and that is where Candid steps in. They are specialists in teeth movement with their invisible, removable, and comfortable liners. And Candid only works with licensed orthodontists. And when you work with Candid, you'll work with the same orthodontist from start to finish. Which means your entire treatment is prescribed and monitored throughout your entire journey by someone who is an expert in tooth movement. Teeth movement? Tooth you know what I mean. The average candid treatment lasts just six months, but of course you'll start seeing results way before that, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. Cannot tell you how much you don't miss braces. I mean, goodness, that was a long five years. Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. And right now you can get $75 off your Candid starter kit when you get started from home. Or you can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you. Head to candidco.com slash SCB and use promo code SCB. Again, that is candidco.com slash SCB with promo code SCB. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 off of your Candid starter kit. Candidco.com slash SCB promo code SCB link is in the description down below. All right, now what I found super fascinating about the results of the polls were just how very different the results were from Ben and I's initial sorting. I mean, like, look at, th look at this. Are you kidding? You know how the hammer works, right? It's about worthiness and purity of heart. Dobby? Dobby is happy <laughs> to be with his friend. Actually, how the hammer works is probably a good place to start. Like, what are we even talking about? What does it mean to be worthy enough to wield Mjolnir? Well, first of all, let me just say that there is no definite answer to this question, which is what makes it so much fun to argue about. But in case you are unaware, Mjolnir is the weapon of Thor in the MCU. Well, even outside the MCU, this is always his hammer, but that's the version we're talking about. And it's a big deal because it is a tremendously powerful hammer. It allows him to fly, he can throw it and make it come back, it enhances his lightning powers, but it also has one major unique aspect of it, and that is that only those who are considered worthy are able to lift it 
at all. And again, worthiness is naturally pretty vague and very open to interpretation, and yet very few MCU characters have been able to lift the hammer so far. You might think that all of the Avengers being, you know, the good guys and the heroes of all of the stories would have no problem lifting it, but that's not true. So far, only Thor, Steve Rogers, and Vision have been able to lift the hammer. They are the only ones who apparently have the perfect blend of power and purity of heart and good intentions to be worthy to lift Mjolnir. So today, what we're going to do is put those parameters to the test in the wizarding world. And given that this is the weapon of the God of Thunder, it seems only appropriate that we start off with Lightning Head himself, Harry Potter. And Harry, I think, is pretty easy. I think by the time he sacrifices himself at the end of Deathly Hallows, there is no question he could absolutely lift Mjolnir. And at 54%, yes, you guys actually totally agree with this one. I mean, after all, Harry's sacrifice in Deathly Hallows is even more than what Thor does in Thor 1 to prove his worthiness. In that case, unarmed and powerless, Thor offers himself up to Loki, who swiftly fails to kill him, but the offer is is enough to win the allegiance of the hammer. Harry, on the other hand, is much more successful in his sacrifice. I mean, he actually dies, so pfft, take that, Thor. Harry is the boy who never sought power, but who had leadership thrust upon him and found he wore it well. He was willing to die to stop Voldemort from conquering the wizarding world, which brings up an interesting quick query. Do you think Tony could have wielded Mjolnir in his final moments, like if someone had thrown it to him? Because I think he could have, but uh, no one did, so. We'll never know. The bigger question about Harry, though, is how early in his wizarding career would he have been worthy? And I am here to argue year one. I mean, goodness me, Harry is 11, sneaking out in the middle of the night to take on the most powerful dark wizard of all time, armed with only Alohomora and Wingardium Leviosa, neither of which we've ever seen him successfully do on screen. But the real proof is that Harry beats the Mirror of Erised, which Dumbledore enchanted to only give the stone to someone who wanted to find it. Not use it, but find it. I mean, from the word go, Harry is just operating with true pureness of heart. Plus, the very next year, he pulls the Wizarding World's own weapon of worthiness out of a hat. But uh, more on the sword in a minute. Next up is Ron, who you guys voted a very solid no for at 78% no, at least at the time of this recording. And I have to say, I agree. I mean, Ron is the eternal best friend, but he is also subject to bouts of extreme jealousy throughout the series and abandons Harry. Twice. The only potential caveat with Ron is that he does successfully retrieve the Sword of Gryffindor, which allows itself to be used by him to destroy the locket, which does show some tremendous character growth. But even after that, at the end of the series, when Harry's gonna put the Elder Wand back, you can tell Ron is just pained by the idea of not using it, which is the seeking power choice of the Deathly Hallows. So. Sorry, Ron. On the other hand is Harry's other best friend, Hermione, and you guys were way more split on this one. I just 52% yes. And I totally understand why this was such a hard decision because we too were very on the fence with Hermione. I mean, for one, unlike Ron or even Harry, she chooses the cloak of the Deathly Hallows, which is definitely like, you know, the correct choice or whatever. She's also obviously very courageous, good-hearted, very smart, and incredibly talented. But she is not above some pettiness herself when it comes to making Ron jealous. I thought it would annoy Ron the most. Then there's also the whole situation where she kidnaps and blackmails Rita Skeeter, which I, fe I feel like people don't talk about that enough. And there's the time where she secretly enchants the DA sign-up parchment with a curse on it. And I'm not saying she did those things for a bad reason, but they are also still there. 
Honestly, though, I think the biggest argument against her comes from herself in Philosopher's Stone, where she kind of openly admits she's missing some sort of it factor. Me, books, and cleverness. They're more important things. Although I might argue being that self-aware as an 11-year-old is its own version of an it factor, so. But really, when it comes down to it, I think the actual answer that even if Hermione could lift the hammer, she never would. Next up is Neville. A resounding 89% of you said yes, Neville could lift the hammer, and I totally agree. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. Yes, exactly, Dumbledore. I mean, I just can't think of a single bad thing Neville ever does. He is so pure of heart, and other than Harry, he's the only other character we see retrieve the sword from the hat. Like, yes, definitely Neville could wield the hammer. Don't at me. Moving on, next on the list was Lily Potter, and this one surprised me. It was close, but you guys said 55%. No, but I hard disagree. I mean, just like Neville, she's willing to stand up to her friends and Severus. And just like Harry, she sacrifices herself for Harry. And she's just described by like everyone as extremely pure of heart and talented and good hearted and nice and all that stuff. Like, I don't, I just don't see how, I think she could. James, on the other hand, uh, that's a definite no. I mean, there's just no getting around it that for most of the series, he's totally a bully. And you guys totally agreed at 89% no. Sirius was a little bit closer, just 69% no, but kind of the same argument as James. I mean, he's a bully for a lot of his life. And then as an adult, he seems just actively reckless. Honestly, he reminds me a lot of Thor in Thor 1 during the part of the movie where he can't lift a hammer, just maybe a little too ready, fire, aim, if you know what I mean. Lupin, though, I mean, certainly if there was a marauder that could lift a hammer, it was Lupin, right? And you guys agreed it was closer, but still 59% no. I mean, Lupin is certainly my favorite marauder, but despite his good-natured, wise self, he does have some downfalls. I mean, for one, as a teenager, he is just totally fine running around loose as a werewolf with the paper-thin rationalization that his friends could control him, which is shoddy at best. And sure, as an adult, I think he grows out of that and even regrets those decisions. But there's also the infamous scene where he's trying to abandon Tonks and his unborn child to join Harry, Ron, and Hermione in their hunt for the Hallows, which Harry promptly sets him straight for. I like to think that if he had the hammer, he would have just given him a good whack right there. But Sorry, Lupin. But hey, maybe there's still hope for the Marauders. Peter, right? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Maybe the most unanimous answer of everyone was no, Peter could not. I mean, can you even imagine? Oh, look, I've got the hammer, I'm a rat. Ah. Next up is Ginny, and boy, oh boy, was I unsure about her, but you guys were pretty certain at 71% no. But I don't know why it's so one-sided here. I mean, I am struggling to come up with good arguments against her. I mean, sure, she does incidentally open the Chamber of Secrets, but come on, she was 11. Although, I suppose that is the same age Harry was when he beat the mirror, so. But she's also powerful, good-natured, courageous, welcoming, and not afraid to stand up to friend or foe. Like, I, 
I don't know. I can totally see an argument for Ginny. But 71%, I mean, I feel like I'm missing something. Let me know what I'm missing. Why couldn't Ginny hold the hand? Let me know in the towel section. Keeping it in the family, though, what about Fred and George? Could they lift? I mean, they're very good-natured, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they're very funny, but there is just no way they would put that hammer to its intended use. The Weasley parents, on the other hand, <laughs> very tricky. You guys were a pretty solid 62% no on Arthur, which I have to say feels about right. I mean, he's a very nice guy, but he does also like actively and knowingly circumvent the law for his own personal hijinks. And I don't think it could be denied that despite his obvious love of and support of muggles, there is a certain amount of unintentional superiority from him. Molly, on the other hand, you guys voted yes for, but it was very close, just 53%. And most people, I think, will point to two scenes in particular for Molly. One, obviously, when she puts herself in serious harm's way and fights and defeats Bellatrix. But then also the moment with the Bogart, when it keeps transforming into dead family members, including Harry. Oh... I mean, she's clearly powerful, good, loving, courageous, all the things you would expect. But on the other side of things, she can be conniving at times in terms of like separating Harry, Ron, and Hermione on multiple occasions to stop them from getting together to discuss things or even plan things. She does turn on Hermione based on just complete hearsay from Rita Skeeter and is perhaps guilty of minor bouts of favoritism with her kids. I mean, Ron certainly feels extremely overlooked most of the time. And she does not super believe in Fred and George for a very long time, despite their obvious given talents for the goal they have set themselves up to pursue. I mean, at one point she discounts their existence because they weren't prefixed like the other boys in the family. Oh, I don't believe it, I don't believe it. Oh, Ron, how wonderful a prefix. That's everyone in the family. What a Fred and I, next door neighbors. And I mean, if you want to compare that to Thor, he constantly and continually, despite probably better judgment, believes in his brother Loki, no matter how many times he stabs him in the back. So with that said, like, yeah, I can see the argument, but I'm afraid I personally have to pass. I do not think Molly could lift the hammer. Moving on, what about Mr. Most Powerful Wizard of the Age himself? Mr. Already Master of the Elderon, Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, he's a hard pass, no. And you guys totally agreed. It's 61% no for Dumbledore. And if you'd like to see a seven-part series about why Dumbledore can't lift the hammer, I would recommend our Dumbledore's Big Plan series right here. But the short answer is, the insane secret keeping and massive manipulation of Harry's entire life. For the greater good, of course. Speaking of which, let's take a turn into some villains. You may have wondered why we even included these guys on the list, because it seems like such an obvious no. Except, do you know who else has been seen wielding Mjolnir? Hela, who the hammer belonged to before Thor. And that rhymed. Look, here she is, wielding it in the murals when her and Odin are conquering the Nine Realms. And look here again, she's stopping it from moving when Thor throws it at her. And I mean, if Hela could hold it, like, Bellatrix is definitely her wizarding world counterpart, right? And Umbridge, despite her obvious evilness, can still cast a Patronus. Could it be that perhaps the hammer recognizes just the purity of one's actions, even if those actions are pure in the wrong direction? Yeah, no. For one, when Hela was wielding the hammer to conquer the Nine Realms, the enchantment that only allows people who are worthy to lift it had not been put on it by Odin yet, so... She didn't have to overcome that. And two, she's only stopping the hammer here, not really holding it. It's more a matter of something really powerful being in the hammer's way. And you can tell how powerful she is because she quickly and subsequently destroys the hammer. 
because she's so powerful. So yeah, no, Bellatrix or Umbridge or Voldemort, despite their high-powered, pure evil intentions, could lift the hammer. Moving more into the gray area of things, Snape was an interesting one. I mean, ever the double agent, ever working for love? Yeah, he's a definite no, and you guys agree that 78% could not lift Mjolnir. Despite his love of Lily and his hatred of Voldemort, there's just no justifying his unnecessary bullying of the students. I mean, he is Neville's literal worst fear. What kind of teacher is that? Still in that gray area was Draco, but you guys also agreed with us at 88% no, Draco could not lift the hammer. I mean, he has that little minor redemption arc at the end, and that's nice, but I still don't trust this guy with a hammer. Next up, we have McGonagall, and this was another rare yes from the polls, and a pretty strong one too, at 66% yes. And I have to say, I can see it. I mean, you could say she's like strict past the point of reason for a lot of part of the series, except of course, when it's in her favor not to be so strict, like when she totally fudges things so that Harry can get a broomstick so Gryffindor can win at Quidditch. But personally, I think that's much more about encouraging and supporting and nurturing a young person's obvious natural talent. But in the end, she knows what's right. She is quick to act and always acts in the best interest of the students. And when push comes to shove, is willing to break a few rules if it's the right thing to do. Plus, you know she would totally pick it up and then say, I've always wanted to use this hammer. On the other hand, another yes you guys voted for, but which I have to disagree with, is Luna, who you guys said yes at 55%. And look, I'm not saying Luna's heart isn't in the right place. It always is, but Luna at times is almost actively ignorant. Experts. Your head's full of them. Again, I don't think she has a bad bone in her, but her level of practiced ignorance about certain things that like do or don't exist is just irresponsible enough for me to not give Luna the hammer. And finally, that leaves us with Newt Scamander, who I agree with you guys, could lift the hammer. Although I have to say, I'm surprised how close it was. Like just 53%, like why isn't this a 100? Like Newt is possibly the most pure character in all of Harry Potter. And I mean, I think, I think Dumbledore says it best. You do not seek power. You simply ask, is a thing right? No doubt Newt can lift the hammer. But there you go, guys. That is our entire list for characters in Harry Potter who could or couldn't lift the hammer. But as I said, worthiness is a very vague concept. So please let me know in the towel section down below how very wrong I was about so many things. Because again, this is just such a fun thing to argue about. But be nice. But guys, thanks so much for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already. And subscribe so you don't miss any future Harry Potter or Marvel action from us if you'd like to see us sort Marvel characters into Hogwarts houses, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life, brother.